Welcome to the Kerrville Bible Church Podcast, where we seek to encourage and equip you for the work of ministry by taking a pastoral look at a variety of biblical and theological topics. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to learn how you can submit a question for us to answer on the podcast. Welcome back to the Kerrville Bible Church Pastors Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Toby Baxley, and we are here again with Tudor and Starbowl in, in the second half of this conversation that we've been having with them. And um, and so we're up to the point in your story when you've moved, Star, you've moved here to Kerrville from Tucson. Uh, your family would, uh, would come here for the summers, and you would spend summers with grandparents and see all different families. And then, and then finally, after some really troubling times in your family with your dad killing himself and then your mom running off and coming back in and she's out and in uh, several times in your life, you and your, your three siblings, you finally come in, come here to Kerrville from Tucson and decide you're not going back. And so what, how'd that, how'd that conversation go with your mom? Um, well, I don't know. They just uh, asked her. They wrote her a letter and asked if I could live with it, with them, and they said fine. Um, but how we met is kind of in between okay. that and the marriage. So we met in February, and my cousin was a member of the Antler Band. She was a twirler. They were going to UIL marching contest on a Saturday. I had uh, walked... Uh, from Tyvee, the old Tyvee High School, to um, back of Five Points. Five Points now is different than it was then. It was a drive-up hamburger place where you could, you know, drive up, order, put your order in, and a car hop would come out and bring your order. Well, um, so Tudor and uh, a friend of his, who I knew, were sitting in the car, and I was passing back by on, through the parking lot going to my cousin's house, which was just on Jefferson West Jefferson Street. So as I was passing through, I, I guess I was just seeing who was there, and my friend, his friend, didn't know we were mutual friends, so he said, hey, Tudor said, hey, Freddie, introduce me to her. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, uh, I went over to the car, and um, we chit-chatted for a little bit, and he introduced himself, and glad to meet you, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I went on home. This was fe- like February 9th or 10th, that, whatever that Saturday was. And uh, a week later was Valentine's Day. So I get this card in the mail with a box of chocolates, and I open the envelope, and it a wonderful little romantic poem and signed Tudor. Wow. So and Tudor, I'm... you're you're a poet. <laughs> I know a lot of poetry. I have poetry. <laughs> um, I love poetry. So uh, I, I didn't give you ten hours of that. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. No one had ever done that for me before in my life. And so for a minute, I blanked, and I thought, Tudor, who's Tudor? Yeah, I wonder what, who's Tudor? <laughs> but he called later that afternoon and asked me for a date, 
And so um, then I recognized his voice, and we talked a little bit. And so after that, we were dating every weekend. Um, I was still going to school. Of course, all, all my counselors except one warned us, you know. Some said, well, he needs a nurse, not a wife. Um, others said, well, you know, he's, he does a little partying. You might have trouble there. That didn't bother me. Uh, but one counselor said, I'm known Tudor Bolin because he, he, he I counseled him when he was in high school. Hmm. Uh, or five years apart. She said, he's good. He's got a good heart. Hmm. And so she was the only one that really affirmed that it was okay for me to date him. And by April... Um, he uh, proposed, and uh, he was talking about hail. We just had some hail, and he said, "Did you see this big hailstone? I found this big hailstone, and I I kept it for you." And he opened a box, and it was an engagement ring. Smooth, smooth operator. <laughs> well, you'd have to understand now that I plan on never getting married. Yeah, I just didn't want to put. What I was fixing to go through on someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's another one of them God things. Right. So I, I want to ask, because your name's not actually Tudor, uh, where, where'd, the, where'd that nickname come from? Well, my real name is James William Bolin. And that was my real name for the first two years of my life. At two years, I was always getting into trouble. And... Just inquisitive, doing things that I would to run off to see the birds, the dogs run, or whatever. And my aunt said, You are a ringtail tutor. Now, a ringtail looks like a raccoon uh-huh. here in Kerrville, and it's, it's mischievous. It just gets into everything. Curious. So, from that day on, some people here at church won't call me tutor, they'll say James. <laughs> but my name is Tudor. Uh huh. And uh, I don't know any other name. Yeah. The uh, only time I was any other names was in the Marine Corps. Mm. Right. <laughs> names. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Star, is that your real name? It is my real name, yes. Mm. Mary Tudor Star. and Star, isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. Mary Star. Austin was my maiden name. Mm. So I say I was kind of destined to live in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so now let's let's get our time frames okay. uh, together. Um, so when you guys met, had you had your accident yet? Or? Yes, I'd been hurt four years. Okay. And so so when you met Tudor, he was already in the wheelchair. Yes, sir. And how did that how that affect your your did, you know your inclination to marry him? I didn't see his wheelchair. Hmm. I didn't see his disability. What I saw was a confident, happy, positive young man who cared about me and cared about people. Um, Funny, uh, poetic, romantic, you know. Hmm. Um, I was just blown away by him, really. Uh, Um, So the fact that he was paralyzed had no... Mm-hmm. impact on your attraction to him? No, none at all. Um, he never brought attention to his chair. Yeah. Um, it was it was just his mode of transportation, the way he got around. Mm-hmm. And so it was part of him, but 
not not the focus. Right. Mm. Like he does even now uh, when people talk with him, they want to know how you got hurt and all this kind of stuff. It, he says, you know, I, I just don't want this to be the topic. I, this doesn't define me. Right. Um, I'm Tudor Bolin, and um, anyway, I came to know that he was respected by a lot of people, um, made a lot of friends, was very friendly. Um, as far as church, he was a good leadership leader. He was a deacon, chairman of deacons. We, um, After I got saved, of course, we uh, uh, did lay renewals together, and we planted a church Mm. um, together uh, with a group of other people from First Baptist to uh, Southern Oaks. Um, He never let his chair get in the way of whatever he wanted to do. We owned property. He'd get a chainsaw and just... (laughs) 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 Um, We'd clear it together. Uh, When we bought houses before the flipping houses thing was Uh popular. That's what we did, our first house. We sold it, and we moved into another one. We'd fix it up together and then sell it and move to another house. Own work and make a living. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask how you you made a living. Uh, Well, (laughs) how many ways have you made a living? (laughs) I played poker three years. First part of our marriage. Yeah, yes. I was wondering. Mm. But and he was an excellent poker player, and he would never lose more than he could afford to ah. lose. We could afford for him to lose. Yeah. After that, I my cousin. So, so and basically, I, you were a card shark. Yes. Basically, I was not. No. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I just knew where the cards were. Yeah. Had a good memory toward cards. Uh, mm. And then uh, I had a car lot for seven years, me and my cousin. We sold new and used cars. And then he went in, he went into real estate, and I followed. And uh, I thought, well, no. what do I know about real estate? But I knew everything about Kerrville. Mm. Where to buy, what not to buy, what was going, what wasn't going. Mm-hmm. And I got into buying and selling property and buying and selling homes. And made me a good living. Mm. We're comfortable now because of it. Uh, always stayed in church. Like she said, I was a deacon for 29 years. Benevolence for seven years by myself. All that stuff that's supposed to make somebody. Don't ever get involved in it. <laughs> anyway. Well, you see. You so, know. Star, let's, let's go back to your story a little bit. Um, so, so, tell us a little bit about how you came to know the Lord, because obviously you grew up in a, in a hard family situation, and then, then you came here to Kerrville, and you met, met Tudor. How, how did you come to know the Lord? Well, like he said, we, one Sunday morning he woke up and said, we're going to church. It didn't happen that day, but um, what did happen was, you know, I'd never been in church before, 
So I felt very uncomfortable, but I was Tudor's wife. And as soon as we walked in the door, it was like a big reunion for him. Mm. And they grabbed me and pulled me up in the choir loft and said, we need altos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd been choir since the fifth grade, uh. but I didn't know any hymns. <laughs> so I was sight reading um, the words and the, the melodies, but it was like week after week. Um, we would continue to go. Well, his his nephew w- went to First Baptist with his his sister, and um, he was in the youth group, and they were having a youth-led revival service where the youth would do the whole service. So his nephew was going to be the preacher. Well, tell me, <laughs> he watched Billy Graham every week. He had the mannerisms, he had the wordings, he had, I mean, it sounded just like Billy Graham, but he preached the gospel, and it was the first time I've ever heard it, I'd ever heard it, and he said, forgiveness of sin, yes, newness of life, yes, grace, yes, Savior, yes, mm-hmm. And so I ran down the aisle mm. when the service was over. And, of course, I prayed the prayer and signed mm. the card. <laughs> yeah. And a few weeks later, I was baptized. And I heard, buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk in newness of life. Mm. And I knew I was different on the inside, but I didn't know how to be a Christian, mm-hmm. a Christian wife a Christian mother, because what I wanted most of all is have a different family mm. than what I'd grown up in. Sure, sure. But I didn't know how that that would you work. You didn't have any examples. No, no examples and yeah. no words, you know, nothing to mm. mentor. She um, found one in my mother. Yeah. Mm. Yes, her her faith after losing three sons, a stillborn child, one paralyzed, and then a, a son that was born of multiple physical ailments, and her faith never wavered. I said, that's the kind of faith I want. Um, and I found it in Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, so I, he gave me a hunger for his word right away, and I picked up the Living Bible <laughs> mm. and began to read it. Didn't, I don't think I started at John, but <laughs> like they, they tell us to, but... Just reading the words and and trying to figure out what the pastor was trying to talk about with propitiation and justification and all these big words that I had no clue what they meant. Um, But it was just over a long period of time of staying in the word. I loved the word. I loved. And then they threw me in. I was a new believer, and they threw me into teaching. And all I could do was get my Bible. And then that's when I discovered the Amplified Bible. That mm-hmm. would be a great help. And so side by side, read the Scripture out of the Scripture and then amplify it and then try to make application and mm-hmm. help them to see um, how God could change their lives. But the, it was the Word. It was the Holy Spirit. It was mm-hmm. uh, just slow progress. It felt like a puzzle, a giant puzzle that was... Year after year, a piece here, a piece there, and then after now 50, going on 50 years, the 
puzzle pieces are getting filled in and it mm. makes sense. And, you know, mm. I, I just love it. I still love it. Yeah. Love singing in the choir. Love hearing the gospel. I can't get mm. enough of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We'd gone to a camp, summer camp with the kids. We were counselors. And um, when we would come back, there was, you know, there's always one downer <laughs> when you come back. And it was one older lady in our church, and she saw us all, even me, glowing, you know, when we come back. And she said, don't worry, Star, you'll get over it. Mm. And I looked at her, and inside I said, Jesus, I hope I never get over it. Mm. I hope I never get over you. Mm. And so um, he hasn't let me down. (laughs) Well, I can tell that both of you are some of the most joyful warm, caring people that I've ever met. So I, I know that's a work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And um, so with just a few minutes that we have left, um, just what's the Lord doing in your life right now? What are you, uh, what are you reading? What do you enjoy? Uh, just where are you now and, and what's the Lord doing? Well... As a couple, um, I pray for perseverance. Uh, You see a lot of people who begin well and end horribly. I read it in Scripture. A lot of the kings and other people in Scripture began well but did not end well. Mm. So one of my prayers have been that we would just keep on that course and end well um, for the Lord. I... I read everything I can get my hands on. <laughs> I I am loving more now than ever theology and <laughs> um, D and and Lamar hooked us into Fruchtenbaum and we're, I'm getting a Jewish headache. But I love <laughs> I love reading the scriptures from the Jewish messianic perspective. Uh-huh. So I've begun. Um, his Gospels, the life of the Messiah, going through the synoptic Gospels that he's written and um, studying. Because Jesus said this, eternal life is this, to know you, the one true God. And so I want to know him as well as I can know him. Um, Know the scriptures like Jesus was taught them and how he, um, you know, lived by them and all that. So... Mm. Um, so I just read all the time, um, whatever I go through the Bible. Um, now I'm listening to it, but I stay in the Psalms and the Proverbs. I need the Proverbs every day. I need the Proverbs because <laughs> <laughs> they're wisdom for today. And the Psalms are my prayer book, my praise book, my, uh, uh, anyway, mm, yeah. <laughs> Tudor, how about you? Well, I came here uh, to Carville Bible thinking that God had maybe pushed me aside. I was at another church and uh, I was chairman of the deacons and some things happened. And... uh, it just turned me away from God for a while. And I came here 
and set him back there in the corner where I'm at. Yeah, this was this was ten years ago. Is that correct? I have, yeah. Yes, I have seen that God had another purpose in my life. That sits back there. Listen to people, because they, some people just really need to be talking, mm-hmm. and and it blesses them. And I hope I give encouragement. Uh, as far as God and I. I read my Bible, I study I st- certain books. I don't know, some, some of it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> but I study, you know, like she said, Proverbs, Psalms, you can't get any better than that. Yeah. James. Some uh, of the more practical books in Scripture. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm probably... Just as happy or more happy in my life now than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of things facing me, but uh, when haven't I? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. It's all right. Right. You've got some unique health challenges. From I do, yeah. They, uh, one of them would be this last one would be they diagnosed me with Parkinson's. Now, I've seen people with that disease, and it's not good, but... I don't know how close to the Lord they were. Mm. I just plan on going on the way I am. And my voice, I took voice lessons and all this. Couldn't sing for three years there. I knew I had it for about five years. And God has given me back my voice. Uh, God has given me back the will to go forward always, not backwards. But most of all, God has given me a wonderful, wonderful group of people that are serious-minded toward the Lord. And above all that, He's given me a family that, uh, mm-hmm. for instance, no matter where I'm at, my son's 53. And in so doing, anywhere we're at, doesn't matter if we'd be in front of the president, if he saw me, he'd come up and kiss me on my bald head. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the kind of family that God raised for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Say, I love you, Pop. Yep. I love you, Mom. Yeah, we're in good yeah. shape. Yeah. yeah. No reason to... Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember feeling so hard for myself. So yeah. I just keep going. It's his timing anyway. Yeah. So uh, no doctor's going to say, hey, on Wednesday the 31st, you're gone, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be God's idea, right, and I right. know that it's my time. Yeah, <laughs> I say Saranara, and you know, that's French for bye. Yes. <laughs> I thought that sounded like French. Anyway, <laughs> that's about it. Uh, if you guys had some some spiritual wisdom to impart um, to our listeners, what what? You know, in terms of, you know, what do you think has sustained your Christian faith and your marriage? Uh, you guys, how long have you guys been married now? 57 50, years. 57 yeah, years. In June. Yeah. Well, what has sustained your marriage? What has sustained your, your the, the spiritual dimension of your lives and uh, together as, as a couple? His grace. Um. His grace from him to us, 
but through us, lots of forgiveness, mm. lots of forgiveness, uh, because we're not perfect people. We're, we are sinners that were thrown together with the difficult circumstances in our past and dealing with it, but his, his grace and forgiveness and um, love just... I think about, even as an unsaved person, I thought about those vows, for better or for worse. I don't even know if they say them anymore. Um, in sickness and in health, um, till death do us part. Or the Ruth passage. Mm -hmm. When we were married 15 years, when we got married first, it was not in a church, um, but a pastor did marry us. And I wanted a church wedding, so at 15 mm. years, I had been saved for a few years, and our pastor was going through the book of Ruth. And when he read that, those words from Ruth to Naomi, I said, that's my story, that's our vows, that's mm -hmm. what I want to be said here. Mm. Where you, Your God is my God, your people my people, where you lodge, I will lodge, where you die, I will die. Mm. I mean, that's that's it. We're one flesh. Mm. We're one flesh. So um, we want to honor God as long as we can, as uh, long as we're here. Mm. And I can't thank him enough for bringing Tudor Bolin into my life. Um, the sovereignty of God just worked um, all that out. And still sustains us. Mm, mm. Comes back to the simple things. It yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add? Tutor before uh, we I just know off. that all things are possible through God. Mm. Yes. And I guess one of the simplest failures that Christians don't follow through on their strong Superior God that no one else has. He's risen. Mm -hmm. He's alive. He's not some statue over in a park. Mm -hmm. And with each moment that goes by, his time's coming. And we should be ready and alert for that time because there's a lot of weak people that will never make the grade. Mm -hmm. And if we can help them, Star and I, when we make a prayer each day that if we see someone and they feel like we can say something with God's name in it and be sincere and give the hug and compliments they deserve, we do it. We're not ashamed of God. Yeah. And in so doing, it modifies your life to a point that... <laughs> At one time, I wasn't this real easy-going guy. <laughs> and uh, God has changed me so much. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I guess love is blind. <laughs> That's <glad>. helpful. <laughs> I know it is in my case. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, that's great. I, I'm just so thankful for the both of you. Um, thankful that uh, for your friendship and your service to the Lord uh, uh, at our 
at our church, but it's it's a long it's a long service to the Lord through um, the churches you've been a part of and and your your marriage uh, to one another and raising your kids and and so um, it's it doesn't seem like a Sunday morning if I don't get get back there to get a handshake and you know how you doing <laughs> uh, so I I treasure those moments even though they're they're brief but. Uh, uh, anyway, I hope this has been uh, encouraging to you, our listeners, and um, and uh, I'd like to close our time in prayer, if I could. Father in heaven, thank you for this uh, encouraging conversation with Tudor and Star, and I pray uh, your blessing on them, that you keep them in health, and uh, that you would uh, keep them in front of people that need to hear the gospel, uh, to be encouraged, and that they're warm smile and uh, just joyful demeanor would uh, would be an encouragement and would win a, an audience for the gospel and that you would uh, be pleased to to save uh, souls through their uh, their ministry and uh, we just thank you for this uh, this time with them in Jesus name amen amen Thanks for listening to the Kerrville Bible Church Podcast. In future episodes, we would like to answer your biblical, theological, or pastoral questions. Send them to us via email at questions at kerrvillebiblechurch.org or leave us a text or voicemail at 830-321-0349.